Welcome to You Didn't Ask podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Chloe. And we're here to answer all of the questions that you didn't ask. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the You Didn't Ask podcast. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. It has been a week for sure, but, you know, we're back. And this one's going to be kind of a different change of pace than what we normally do, but um, actually the next couple episodes are going to be, but we just kind of wanted to switch it up. We do a lot of funny stuff, you know, because we're so funny. Um, We kind of want to do something a little bit more serious and a little bit more, like, encouraging this week. So Megan, kind of give them the rundown of what we're going to do. Yeah, so basically, um, we got to thinking and we haven't done a you actually did ask for a while or in a while. And so, you know, we've posted on our story in the past for those of we want y'all to be involved with us and the things that we talk about. And so on our Instagram story, which if you're not following our Instagram, you should go follow us. You didn't ask podcast so that you can be involved next time. But on our Instagram story, we posted um, for y'all to send in just how the Lord has been working in your life or just some God moments that you've had recently. Just have like more of an encouraging episode because kind of like Chloe said, we like to be goofy and we like to have fun, but we also, you know, want to talk about some some things and we thought it'd be really encouraging um, just to share how the Lord is working in just people's lives and that are in different places and different stages in life right now. So we're just going to kind of go down and read. Um, some of the things that y'all have sent us and then we'll just talk about it and and yeah that'll be the episode and I hope you feel encouraged um, by the end of this so let's get to the first one he said this past January and still now I started really struggling with anxiety I couldn't sleep or eat and it was something I've never struggled with I just was not functioning well or understanding what was going on with me I remember going into that semester with a lot of hope, praying fervently to the Lord to grow my faith and to help me understand the gospel. After months of struggling and battling spiritually, I was at a really low point where I was not enjoying life. This is when I truly found the Lord. The prayers I had prayed for in January to help me grow as a man and in my identity with Christ were being answered day by day. It was a slow process and still is, but the Lord revealed to me what the gospel really was. If I didn't have the gospel and if I didn't have the Lord, I don't know how or if I would have gotten through that, honestly. I was learning that the gospel is not a get-out-of-hell-free card or a wait-for-the-rapture card, but an invitation to eternal life. This meaning going to heaven and being in the presence of God for eternity, but also knowing the Father on earth and during this life here. He's teaching me to learn from the suffering and how I need Him desperately. Once I changed from resenting my suffering to taking it to God, I've experienced so much joy and peace like never before. I'm still going through stuff, but it is so much easier to carry. I could talk about it for hours, and I've been able to share this with people around me. Things that used to hold me down don't anymore because I have found my freedom in Christ. It's a wonderful thing to live and understand the gospel and allow it to save you and to help you. Suffering is inevitable in this life, and it still sucks, but thank God he is with me through it all. Thank you, person, for sending that in. Yeah, it's Um, good to hear. I haven't necessarily struggled with anxiety or things like that myself, but I think just like thinking about suffering in general, I think one of the biggest lies um, about Christians is that we have to be happy all the time or we we can't struggle or we can't suffer. And if we if we are suffering or if we are experiencing anxiety or something like that, that means that something is wrong with us or something is, you know, not right. Like those are not things that are supposed to be do we're supposed to be happening to us. But um, that's not biblical at all. The 
you know, because what do you think about that? Because I feel like, like as a Christian, like it's almost embarrassing, not embarrassing. I'm just this, the, like, I want to say astigmatism. What's the word? Stigma. Thank you. Astigmatism <laughs> is eyeballs. I work in the eye department now. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the stigma of Christians is that they can't struggle with anxiety because that means they're not trusting the Lord. Or mm-hmm. So I was actually on a retreat this weekend with like children's ministry. And like, I probably shouldn't think this way, but I never really expect to like learn anything myself because like it's messages like geared toward kids. So they're like a little bit more like simplistic. Um, but we were talking about like the life of Jesus and how, of course, he was sent to die for us and he was sent to like be the sacrifice for our sins and he was sent to teach us. But he was also sent to walk through everything that we're ever going to walk through in our life. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, it was like listing out all these things that we go through, like, you know, being bullied or being mocked or being, you know, wrongfully accused of something or, you know, being tempted, being anxious, being scared, being sad, like all these emotions that we as humans experience and that right. are hard to go through, like Jesus also mm-hmm. experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like looking to him, like for guidance, but also like so that, you know, like you're not alone. Um, I think is also important because, yeah, like Christians are going to actually like Christians in the Bible are told like you're not going to have it easy. There's a consequence earthly to following Christ because you're supposed to live radically different. And so your life sometimes is going to be hard and you are going to have certain struggles and you are going to be persecuted and you are going to have anxiety. But I think those things are often like what is used to like mold us and shape us and grow our faith. Like the trials produce perseverance with the faith and all that kind of stuff. So I think that is a big misconception that like as Christians, like our life is going to be easy or that once you accept Christ as your savior, like all your problems are magically going to go right, away. Right. You should like, always that's be just happy. Not the case. I think what it does do, which this person noted, is it like allows you to see that you have hope. Mm. You know, all those things aren't going to go away or they're not going to become easier per se. But you're going to know that, like, in the end, you have hope and that this life is not all that you have to hope in. Yeah. So yeah. know that all of the problems of this life become gradually smaller um, mm-hmm. because you realize that this is not all that there is. So Right. I like what you said about, um, like, Jesus being, like, you were saying something about how, you know, the whole, not the whole point, but, like, a big point of, like, Jesus coming was to like experience it with us and for us so like he understands and like i saw this thing one time it was talking about suffering and how jesus you know obviously we know this like he suffered the worst punishment but what made it so horrible which is one of those like duh things but like when i was like reading it i was like oh my gosh like i understand now but <laughs> it was like talking about how when we struggle and when we suffer you know we can look to god and like you know, we're told that he will never forsake us. We're told that he like loves us, that he cares for us, that he will hold that the Lord is with us in our struggles. When Jesus was on the cross and when he was suffering and when he was dying, like God like turned his face away. Like he didn't have God, like we have God. And and so just the point being that like that Jesus understands suffering and so therefore he is a reliable source to like intercede on our behalf and to comfort us and to be with us because he was there so to speak anyways but yeah thank you um 
person for, for sending that one in. Okay, so this person said, a word that I keep coming back to over and over over these past few months has been grace, getting what I don't deserve. God's grace has blown me away with what he's done through my life. Because of his grace, I get to experience true freedom. Because of his grace, I don't have to worry about what tomorrow brings, knowing that he holds my future. Recently, because of his grace, I've gotten to quit my part-time job, slow down, and experience true rest before my college years are over. Because of his grace, I get to be used by him to reach others and extend that grace. I remember my first week back at college service on Wednesday nights during worship, having prompting by the Holy Spirit to hug the girl on my right and tell her the Lord has got you, and I could tell afterwards she needed to hear that. I was used by God in that moment. So do we deserve God's grace? Absolutely not. But he freely gives it to us because he loves us so, so much. Because of his grace, I'm reminded again and again of the magnitude of what my sin caused, but also the magnitude of what God can do to atone for it. Yeah. I think, because I think that's one of my biggest hangups is like extending grace to other people and like giving people the benefit of the doubt and like always seeing the best in people, even if they're not like treating me the right way. And so when I think about like the Lord extending grace to me, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I truly like, and like the least deserving person of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's crazy that like the God of the universe who is perfect and blameless and all powerful, all knowing, all everything is like, you know what? I'm going to give yeah. grace to Chloe. Like, <laughs> it's just like, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Just like how undeserving. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this song. It's called For the Love of God. And he says, if it wasn't for my failures and mistakes, I would never know the depths of his grace. I was thinking about how not to say that like, you know, sin is obviously not God ordained and we're not supposed to mess up, but it's just the fact that, that God uses those mistakes to bring us closer to him. Because I think one of the biggest things that prevents us from understanding God's grace and forgiveness is shame and guilt, understanding truly what it means to be forgiven. And it, so I I like that too, because... It's just a hard thing to understand sometimes when shame and guilt are in the picture because those are really big and easy things that Satan uses to to keep us from living in freedom. So this is number three. The first thing that I thought of was how the Lord has blessed my husband and I in the process of us getting married and everything that was leading up to that. Getting married, I had some expectations of how I wanted the ceremony and the process to go. But during the wedding planning, my family was struggling with heavy issues. Because of, the, because of these things, the location I wanted for the wedding was no longer an option and things were getting a little crazy. Getting married young, it's, al- it's already easy to wonder, am I supposed to be doing this? Are we doing the right thing? Um, but just during all this and watching God provide so many other p- helping hands and people who were so sweet and self-sacrificing and there for us through it all. It all felt like a tangible example of God's love through using other people. Especially financially, we were suddenly in a rough spot because what we were more dependent on fell through due to the family issues that I had mentioned before. We were financially ready to get married, but the wedding itself now became a stress and a burden that was that either was or was not happening. It was confusing and stressful, but my husband's family generously and generously gave to us, and it was like God was taking care of us in such a tangible way. I had to sit back and watch God fix or carry all the problems. Sometimes in my life when there's a problem, I've gone to God seeking answers and praying and praying, and sometimes we get answers and sometimes we don't. But this was one time in my life where I felt like the Lord had full control and care over my struggles. 
He intervened so tenderly and so sweetly, and it reminded me how gracious and over-the-top God is. That is to say that he didn't have to do any of that, but he allows us to have relationships and close bonds with people. I'm not sure of how to explain it, but just being in awe of how cool God has made this life and our involvement with him in it. He didn't have to do all this for us, but he did, and it was just a perfect testament to his character and his heart. I don't want to keep going back to the past weekend, but we also talked about... (laughs) <laughs> I just learned a lot on this children's retreat. <laughs> we learned a lot with the fifth and sixth graders. Yeah. <laughs> she um, resonated. I really resonated with them. Um, <laughs> no, but we were talking about how important it is to keep a record of God's faithfulness, like to look back on, like when you feel like your prayers maybe aren't being answered in the moment, you can like look back and see like all of the little things that come together. Yeah. to like show like God's faithfulness. I've started doing that recently, but I wish that I would have done that prior in my life because Mm -hmm. it's really easy to like pray and pray and pray and like not see any giant like snap of a finger problem goes away. Right. But it's a lot easier like day by day to like take note of like little things that God is doing Mm -hmm. and then look back and be like, oh, wow, he really did like answer that prayer. It just wasn't like one day I woke up and the problem was solved, but it was like little things that slowly come together. And you can, like, see how faithful he's been. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that kind of goes along with this of, like, God intervening in small ways. And then you can kind of see, like, how gracious and mm-hmm. merciful he is throughout all of it. I also think it's funny when how he cares about the things that we care about. Like, for example, I swear it was the Lord, like, in high school or in college when I had a test the next day that I just was simply not ready for. And like, I was feeling really bad about it. I was stressed and I would like, was not prepared. And then like, I'd get an email that night or like the next day that like the test is canceled or like, we'll, we're moving the test to next week. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, or like one time I had a Sunday school teacher tell a story about how um, she had started her period for the first time in like middle school mm-hmm. and she was wearing white pants, bless her heart. But Girl. she, I know, mis- rookie <laughs> mistake. Um, but she was wearing white pants and she class was about to end and they were about to change classes, but she could tell, like she could tell that she was bleeding. And so she just knew that when she stood up, like, you know, the whole world was going to see like five minutes before the bell was going to ring to change classes, the power went out in the school. And so she went up to her teacher cause like, she was like, I gotta go to the nurse. Like I gotta go to the nurse. And so she went to the nurse like during this time. And then went to the nurse, like, got her whole self situated, and then came back to class. And by the time she came back to class, like, the power came back on. And, like, you know, all that to just say that, like, it's just funny, but, like, the Lord does care about the little things, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we can bring him the big things, but he does care about, like, your tests, and he does care about your period struggles. And, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even know if it's because he cares about those things, but, like, he cares about you. Right, right. You know, so, like. Because those things are important to you and they bring yeah. you stress and yeah. And like that's literally so true because um, same similar thing happened to me. I had statistics test on Thursday and two homework assignments due Thursday. And I mm-hmm. hadn't been in town this weekend. I hadn't done any of it. And you know it's one of those things where it's like six problems and then you go in right. and it's like 37 parts and you're like. Right. <laughs> no. A Z. I, I literally was like crying Monday night like just like just draw over this because I was like how am I going to get it all done? And then she emailed us this morning and the test is moved to next Thursday and so is homework. And I was like, wow. 
Thank you, Queen. Right. So, but it, it is true. It's true. But I okay. just like those sweet stories like that. And they are married too. to this day. And they got to have a wedding. So good for them. Good for them. Good for them. All right. I will read another one. Before college, I had my heart set on USA, University of South Alabama, for pre-med. Once I began to narrow down my schools, it was between them, UA, and UAB. After touring the three schools, doors kept closing for USA and opened for UA. I was really frustrated because I really wanted to go to South Alabama, a smaller school, and I didn't really know if I would like the big campus atmosphere of Alabama. After a lot of prayer, it was evident that Alabama would end up being the best place for me to go. I was a little bit upset and anxious about this. I barely had any friends going, and I was already reconsidering changing my major. I didn't think I would be able to find a good church for me to attend either. But I knew the Lord had plans for me there. Shortly after getting everything squared away to attend UA, my youth pastor from home announced that he was moving to Tuscaloosa to plant a church there. And it was in need of people who were called to serve and love the city of Tuscaloosa and its students. Now I know that God had strategically placed me there to share the gospel with so many lost people, and I see that daily and to disciple his followers. Yeah, I have a similar thing where, like, I really, really, really wanted to go to another school. Mm. I had friends going there, and it would have just been, like, in my mind, it would have been perfect. Like, all my friends were going there. Lots of people from my school previously had gone there, so I would have known a lot of upperclassmen and, like, all that stuff. And just financially, like, it it was just not in the cards. Like, it just wasn't. And mm. literally how everything worked out, like, Mississippi State, like, such a random school for where I live. Like, the only one from my town that had, like, really ever gone there. And, like, obviously, now looking back, mm-hmm. of course, this is where I should have been. Like, just seeing how right. God's worked through all that. But, like, in the moment, you're like, no, like, this is awful. Like, <laughs> I know nobody there. Like, why am I, like, you know. Um, right. So, like, obviously, that's a way that, like, sometimes God has to, like, put a giant X on a door, like, mm-hmm. so that you won't go there, you know. <laughs> right, Cause if, exactly. Because if, like, the money would have worked out, or even if it had been close, like, I would have been there. But since mm-hmm. it was a big fat no, like, I had no other. Yeah. Like, this was yeah. the only door I could have walked through was Mississippi Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. everything else was just, like. Shut, you know right and it's very easy in the moment to be like Ugh. yeah when but, i was scared and i'm sure this person was also scared of mm-hmm. just like not knowing what to expect because i think like they probably also had their mind set on a smaller school like i did and then right, like right being thrown into alabama like one of the biggest schools in the country right you know that's like obviously really scary mm-hmm. but just like trusting where the lord has you yeah is important so and that's awesome, like, she gets to share the gospel with so many lost people. Like, there was a church plant that was happening there that she got to be a part of. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool that she was able to do all that. Mm-hmm. But thank you for sending that. Yep. Thanks Let's for see. that one. This is our next one. So back in college, sophomore year, I think, there was a period of a few weeks where I was backed up on schoolwork and I wasn't giving God much time at all. I could feel that distance I had put between me and God, but I just kept putting school and friends over him, thinking that once I was less busy, I could spend more time with him. But that busyness just kept on going. Eventually, I got super backed up on homework and was up at like 2 a.m. in the morning working on this differential equations assignment that was due in a few hours, and I could not understand how to do it at all. No one understands differential equations, so you are hard. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I had looked at the notes for hours trying to figure it out, and it just made no sense. 
By this point, I was super stressed out overthinking that I'd fail this class from this one assignment. LOL. He said LOL. (laughs) Um, Then I started thinking about how far I had gotten from God to get to this point and how my distance from God had led to the buildup of worry and stress. Then I just started praying. I talked to God about all the way, all that was going on and eventually was like, God, I may fail this assignment and fail this class and fail out of college, but I know you're still here and my life is still in your hands and I trust your will for my life. And God, in that moment, just gave me so much peace. Then I went back to the homework and looked at the notes, and suddenly it was just so simple. I literally (laughs) finished the homework in like 10 minutes after that. And throughout this, the peace of God just overwhelmed me in a way I can't explain. I started pacing around my apartment, just thanking God and wanting to tell someone about the peace that God had just given me. But no one was up because it was the middle of the night. LOL, he said again. Um, the story, along with many others, has showed me the necessity of keeping God at the center of my life and not letting anything else, such as school, um, to get in the way of my relationship with God. He will sustain me if I let him. Amen. Yeah. Period. Seriously. Sometimes you no, just got to pray through those equations. You know? <laughs> like, Sometimes the differential equations just has you one way or another. We don't know what that is. We don't know what that is. Cultural differences, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no. But yeah. I think, like, especially in college, like, I mean, distractions, you mm-hmm. know, there's, I mean, you can talk a little bit about that if you want to. Um, yeah, I think it's, um, this has been a, or it's been a learning experience for me because for those that don't know, I graduated in December and then I had six months off of school and then right. I went back to school to get my master's. And so it was weird, like going from being in the grind of like busyness and school and homework and all that stuff. And then having like six months where I just like worked, came home and like had the rest of my night free to do whatever. And right. it's been an adjustment now, like being back in school and having like assignments and projects and groups mm-hmm. I have to meet with and clients I have to meet with and mm-hmm. a job that I have to work and, you know, all the stuff that's been interesting and it's it it is very easy to like allow the busyness to like interrupt are there some mornings where I don't want to wake up 30 minutes before I'm supposed to so that I have time to read my bible like of course you know like of course Mm -hmm. there are moments where I'm like Mm -hmm. do I really have to do that right now but I do notice a difference I literally do notice a difference in my day Mm -hmm. like I notice when I miss if that makes sense and like I like I can tell, like, my attitude. Like, I can just tell when I mm-hmm, didn't make mm-hmm. God a priority um, right. that day. It's always, like, a learning experience. So, yes, I'm really busy. Yes, I have 8 million things to do. Yes, I got home at 8 p.m. And I have three assignments to do and laundry and dishes yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. I'm still going to sit here for 30 minutes to an hour and, like, spend time with God because, like, that's what, like, I need. Right. Making that a priority is really important. And it's really mm-hmm. easy to like get caught up in the day, you know. For sure. So I like uh, it reminds me of what that girl was saying at the beginning about how the Lord's grace and how He allowed her to get a part time job or not have her part time job anymore. Um, and it was like He was eliminating these distractions for her. Like me and Chloe, kind of what she was talking about a little bit. We both graduated in December, and so we had the spring semester where we were still in our college town, but we were. Um, just working or doing little side jobs just to finish out, you know, our year and our our lease there. Um, but just like appreciating, or even when you think back to like COVID, like you know, I remember during. I hate to talk about COVID. I'm so sorry, but like here we are. That's um, trauma. <laughs> I hate to be that girl. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, point being, I remember during the COVID moment, all these people just talking about how 
much they were able to be close to God and spend time with God and spend time in their Bible, you know, all this stuff, just because they were given that soul time away from distractions, just learning, especially in America and especially like for the college students out there, like, you know, we live in such a fast paced world and we live in all, we want to do all the things. And a lot of times they're still like all good things. Like, you know, we have to go to church on Sunday and Wednesday, like when we serve and go to church and then you got to go to class and you have to go to your job and you have to, you know, hang out with your friends. Like not to say that those things are, are bad or that they're wasting time from the Lord, but just that kind of what you were saying, like there's 30 minutes in my day where I'm lying on the floor doing nothing or on my phone or, you know, where that could be put elsewhere. And you, you're right. You definitely can tell like your attitude or like this guy was saying, he just all of a sudden had all this worry and stress. And it's because he wasn't spending time in the Lord, not to say that, you know, that you're not going to be worried or stressed, but just, it, it just makes a difference in like your attitude as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. And how he just like 10 minutes later, just immediately felt the peace of God because when he just like redirected and like fixed his eyes on what they were supposed to be on, like everything else just suddenly seems so much more simpler to deal with. We also just live in a time where distractions are so much more prevalent. Like we literally walk around with the biggest distraction ever in our back pocket all day. Mm-hmm. Like quite literally. Um, mm-hmm. And like I don't think any generation before us has experienced that. Right. Literally. This is the biggest distraction ever. Like it has everything you could ever want to distract yourself with, good and bad. Mm -hmm. And I really had to like set some boundaries with that, like even just like at my job. Like I have a lot of downtime at work Mm. and being like, Chloe, you're not going to use that downtime to sit on your phone. Like you're not going to use that downtime. Like you're going to work on homework or you're going to read a book or you're going to do a craft. Like you're going to do something else because like (laughs) you're not going to sit there on your phone. Right. Just like eliminating distractions at all, I think is good. And that's what I'm trying to like implement in my life. Right. Because like when I'm sitting at home and I have downtime, like opening my Bible or, Mm -hmm. you know, playing my piano and singing worship songs, like, like filling my day with like hobbies like that, that are more Christ centered as opposed to just like scrolling through TikTok for two hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's so easy to do. Right, right. Um, and so like being more intentional about filling your day with more godly mm-hmm. things can also just help. Just ensuring that your focus is always right. Right. And it's but. funny how like it's all stuff that we know. Like oh, it's yeah, not our first sure. radio. <laughs> like out like because me and you both, we we love to just go home and just chill. We love to just yeah. go home and vibe. <laughs> you know, we just like, give me a little snacky snack, a little sweet, a little treat. And like, I went to go pick up my cup of decaf to show, and then I spilled all over my bed. Not the white bed. Did you get on the green blanket? No, the green blanket is safe. (sighs) Hooray! (laughs) Don't worry, she's safe. Um, yeah, a cup of decaf. You know, yeah, we both like to just go home and vibe. But Mm -hmm. like today, for example, I got off work, and then I went to the chiropractor. And then I went to a coffee shop to do my, like, my D group Bible study and, like, to read. And then I came home and ate dinner. And it was just, like, like I was doing, like, more things, like, out and about and, like, whatever that made it feel like I had been productive that day instead of just, like, coming home and just, like, lying on the floor. Anyways, perspective. Perspective, people. Okay. Um, here's another one. Let's see. God is working in my life by giving peace and comfort about my future. I'm about to graduate college, and that entails a mixed bag of emotions. 
searching for a job and figuring out where to live, trying not to be sad about leaving college, etc., all these things. However, I can see how God is in control of my whole situation. This verse from Deuteronomy popped up on my phone recently, and it was a great reminder to me of how God goes before us. Deuteronomy 31.8 It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. I can see how God is leading me by opening and closing doors. I'm continuing to seek wisdom and guidance from God during this time, and I so thankful for the I am so thankful for the overwhelming peace that He has given me. Um, but I totally agree because I know leaving college can seem very just stressful because you're kind of entering into this new world where you're truly, you know, figuring out being on your own and taking care of yourself and money and you know, all the things that come with post-college life, but also a little encouragement for you, um, just how nice it is to just go to work and come home and just kind of have the day. And also just, you know, all the things that I was involved in in college were, you know, all good things, but it's still just like constant, just like so much happening all the time, a very busy, busy life. And college is just in itself just basically just so much serotonin in one place for four years. And so that is not normal. Um, but, but I mean, that's completely true and valid. I think me and Chloe both experienced that just like job searching, figuring out life and then, you know, trying not to be sad about leaving college or at least, you know, having to be a a big kid and an adult for the first time. It can be really tough, but that was a great verse. And thank you for sharing that. Okay, so this person said, about a year ago, the Lord pricked my heart about saying yes to baptism again. Why again? I'm still not 100% sure in that answer. It was something that I wrestled with for like a week leading up to my church's baptism Sunday. I had already been baptized before back in third grade, and I knew it was something that I only needed to do once as a profession of faith. I talked to multiple people about this to get wisdom on the situation. But on the morning before that Sunday, I was spending time with the Lord and I felt him say, it's just you and me. And I knew, I knew this was the step of obedience to the Lord that I needed to do. You never know how your steps of obedience can impact someone. What a joyous day that it was. I'm forever grateful to the family and friends that came out on that day to celebrate with me and all the others who got baptized. This is a day that I will never forget. We were therefore buried with him through baptism and death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. And that's Romans 6.4. So we have one more to finish us off. Let's see. Alrighty. This past Sunday, I finally decided to recommit my life to Christ. I've known Jesus from a young age. I grew up rooted and nurtured in God's love by both my fam- family and my church family. Yet when I went to college, I became distracted by other things and my faith walk fell down in my priorities. Now looking back, I can see how God never let go of me. This past year, I have grown into a strong relationship with him and I know that I need that relationship more than anything else today. I want to know God and love God more each day. I wanted to be baptized again as an outward sign of my renewed commitment to live my life for Christ. Thank you to those who have supported me along the way and helped me lead me back to Christ. I am so grateful for them. That's so good. I... That also, again, with the grace thing, like, just kind of going back to that, like, just the fact that, like, you're just never too far gone, and, like, no matter what you do, like, you know, like the prodigal son in the Bible, any day is a good day to come back, or any day is a good day to know the Lord, and, like, commit your life to Him, and 
we rejoice in you for that girly yeah, pop for sure um but yeah but those are just um thank y'all so much for sending in those stories i feel just encouraged and you know to hear how other people like the lord is working in other people's lives because sometimes you just it's just good to know that he's doing his thing everywhere you know well, yeah and it can also be like so easy to like when you have a relationship with god it being like you and god Right. It puts things into perspective when you're like, no, like God's not just doing that for me. Like he's doing that for literally everyone that follows him, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like makes you feel smaller in a good way and makes him feel so much bigger. Yes. yes. So thank you all so much for sending in those. I really, really appreciate that. And we just hope that y'all enjoyed that and just just leave feeling encouraged. And just um, if you don't know the Lord, talk to someone that does. And I'm sure they would, you know, be happy to talk to you about it because. It really is just one of the, no, not one of it is the best decision like you'll ever made is just, just surrendering your life because it's hard out here by yourself. Like you might as well. (laughs) I don't know how people who don't have faith, like I don't understand Mm -hmm. how they get through stuff. Like genuinely, I don't because I for sure couldn't. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, the Lord sent his son millions of years ago down here to... I'm, it, was a, it, was okay. <laughs> it was a metaphor. Okay. It was a metaphor. Are you an old earther? No. Oh my gosh. Anyways, <laughs> God sent his son many years ago um, down for our sake to be a representative for us. Um, just understanding that and realizing that we need him. But, well, I'm definitely encouraged. Thank you guys for sending in. Um, mm-hmm. It takes courage to do that. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Next week, we're going to kind of do something. Our community of fifth and sixth graders and just really dive in with them. Yeah. <laughs> see what I'm else you can learn. Yeah, I'm going to see what else I can learn from them. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, next week we're going to come back and do something similar, except it's going to be mm-hmm. me and Megan kind of talking about, like, not just what God is doing in our life right now, but kind of like what he's done in our life up until this point. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of how we became Christians and like, what our walk with the Lord has looked like. We're going to be doing that next week. So we hope you enjoyed this. Catch us next yeah. week for another kind of more serious C episode. Sure. But it's going to be a good one. So mm-hmm. we'll catch y'all next time. Alrighty. Y'all have a good day. Bye. Bye. Peace.